and Warm Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is December 4th, and the college football playoff is an absolute mess. What is new in this world? Um, we have absolute chaos and, and anarchy in the college football playoff system, um, which is not surprising in the slightest. The college football system has never been really designed to crown a true blue national champion. It's never had a good way to filter it out. It's the only sport that has refused to get to a really good playoff format. Um, and this is the the scenario it creates. So we start with it, and this is the last time I'm, I'm really going to talk about it in any any length um, around Florida State getting absolutely screwed on this one. I think a lot of things can be true at once. I think we can say that Florida State absolutely got screwed and that they deserve to be in and they deserve a chance to compete for a national championship because they went 13-0. They won their conference. They went out and they scheduled tough out-of-conference opponents. They won all those games. They did everything right. They have a bona fide defense, legit offensive weapons, a lot of NFL talent on that roster. Simply, their quarterback got hurt, and it wouldn't be the first time that a starting quarterback got hurt and a team got into the playoff and made some noise. But I can also say that the product is a little down and that from an entertainment standpoint, putting Alabama in is a good decision because that's what this is at the end of the day. At the end of the day, the college football playoff that's constructed with the four teams is a TV product. It was designed to boost ratings, to boost revenue, and to present a television entertainment product for college football while also crowning a national champion. That's it. It's an inherently horrible system. Like the college football playoff, four-team playoff, is an inherently stupid, dumb system. And I've talked about this since the moment we started the four-team playoff. I mean, just think about it. The most powerful people in all of college athletics got together, and they looked around the room, and they said, hey, there's five of us. Let's create a party where only four get invited. Like they inherently screwed one of themselves because there was always a scenario where you could have five deserving power five champs and one gets left out. Like in theory, all five could go undefeated. All five could win a champion, like have a champion that's undefeated and somebody's going to get left out. That was the system they designed. It was stupid. It was a slightly better iteration of the BCS era, which had computers deciding who the first, the best two teams were, and then they played, which was a slightly better variation than the newspapers essentially deciding who is the national champion. Like, it's just a bad system. Luckily, this is the last year we have to deal with it. And I feel really bad for Florida State because you have to feel absolutely gutted for those kids. They showed up at the beginning of this year, and they, from that moment on, before that even, worked their butts off, like absolutely worked their asses off. And they risked a lot to be there. They won all their games. They did everything that was asked of them. They performed really well. They have NFL caliber talent on that roster. They're well coached. They're a disciplined football team. They've got a lot of good attributes around them. And yet they don't get to go compete for a national champion. And who's to say that with a month prep that this team wouldn't be good. They have an elite defense. Like that defense line is spectacular. They have corners that play sticky coverage and can get up on you and press press you at the line. They've got an offense with skill makers that can make plays. And then you give Mike Norvell, a very good offensive-minded head coach, a month to get with his backup quarterback who has talent and prepare a scheme that is best suited to him in this offense moving forward. Who's to say they couldn't win? Like, that's a conversation we're not exactly ready yet, I don't think, for that the fact that there's nothing that suggests that Florida State would actually get absolutely destroyed. We don't have a lot of great data points that would suggest that because 
the matchup would probably be Michigan. And I think that game probably unravels very similar to a Penn State type of game, except for the only difference is Florida State has the athletes offensively to push it, and they've got a better offensive-minded head coach and Mike Nervell who can put together really competent game plans, unlike James Franklin when he goes against top talent. Like, that's the difference. You, you can't sit here and tell me that Michigan is some dynamic offense because they're not. We've seen this now play out multiple times when they face really tough defenses. Their passing game is somewhat limited due to the fact that Wilson's really the only guy in the wide receiver room that can create separation. The line is now in jeopardy due to some injuries. And JJ's usually running around trying to make plays. And you go up against the Florida State defensive line that is absolutely elite. Corners that play sticky coverage, like I just said. Not a total lot of points are going to be put up against that Florida State defense. And then you've got an offense, unlike Penn State, that has guys in the wide receiver room that can push it, that has potentially a quarterback that can play decent. Like, he's maybe not better than Joel Lahr, but he's not worse, I don't think. With a month of prep, with Mike Norvell taking those first-round snaps, like, I think that's actually a, a pretty solid matchup. But with that being said, I can also see the argument as to why people would believe Alabama is the more entertaining matchup. I I certainly see it. The ceiling is certainly higher for an Alabama team. And that's what it comes down to, I think, is that the committee did not want what happened last year with TCO getting absolutely blown out happening this year. And the thought process is, well, Alabama isn't some juggernaut of a team. Their ceiling is higher than FSU's for performances. And that creates a more entertaining product. And two things, like I said, can be true at once. That FSU absolutely deserve to be there. It is ridiculous that they're not there. But that also, Alabama presents a more a potential for a more entertaining matchups down the line, especially if they win and then have to play Washington or Texas. Like, it's a better viewership product, which is ultimately what this is about. It was about viewership product. It wasn't about finding the four best teams because if it was, there's no way the committee thinks Florida State in its current iteration is better than Georgia. And like it was, it wasn't the most deserving teams because otherwise Florida State would be in. It's just a we're going to kind of bend things as we see it fit because there was no set criteria, which was by design at the start of this entire process. So it's an incredibly flawed process from the start. This is what we get. It's really unfortunate for Florida State, and you have to feel for them. Um, thankfully, we are moving to a 12-team playoff because, my God, did Boo absolutely screw his conference in the ACC. If they weren't moving to a 12-team playoff next year, and Boo Corgan, the athletic director for NC State, who's the chairman of the committee, had failed to get Florida State into this playoff, every recruiter in the SEC and Big Ten would be like, yeah, sure, you can go to that ACC school but they're not respected. They're not making, you could go 13-0, go undefeated, and you're still not getting in because they're not going to put an SEC team out. They're not going to put a Big Ten team out. Best of luck to you. It's a hell of a recruiting pitch. Um, But we're going to a 12-team playoff, thankfully. I do unfortunately think this may be <laughs> the death kneel for the ACC. Like It's a dead conference walking. I talked about it on TikTok. What a world where I could just say I talked about it on TikTok too. Um, that this is this is sort of going that way. Um, it's incredibly unfortunate. And I also want to put to bed the idea that like power rankings and what Vegas thinks is the end all be all. We're a gambling show. 
we definitely use power rankings and the Vegas markets, and we pick against the spread every week. And we went about 58% this year. 57, actually, I apologize. 57% this year. Even the best gamblers in the world don't do much better than 60. You're still getting a ton wrong. Like We see upsets all the time. The vast majority of the world thought Oregon was the better team than Washington. They'd still be power rated better than Washington on a neutral most times. But you know what? Washington won twice. Georgia was power rated and favored, and they lost. We see upsets all the time in sports. The team that is favored or power rated the best or who we think is perceived the best does not always win. Upsets happen. It's the it's the it's what makes sports so fun. One of the things that makes it so dynamic and awesome to be a fan of. And it's just a ridiculous argument. It's not a valid argument. It's not a serious argument for this, this conversation. Um, so those were just some initial thoughts on it. And it just sucks for Florida state. I, I get their pain, but I also get why Alabama's in. I predicted that Alabama was going to be in. I said it like, because I know the committee, I know the college football product and it does feel a little chicken literally, I think, because I'm sitting here looking at the mess that is the college football playoff and looking at the collapse of the Pac-12. And it does feel like it does feel to me like this is like the first domino in the real death of college football. And it's a little chicken literally for sure. You know, in a couple of years, we'll get used to the new norm and that will just become the norm to us. But I don't know if it's necessarily going to be better. And it's not that I think NIL is killing the sport because I don't. And I don't think the expanded playoff is killing the sport. I think that's a betterment. I would have liked six to eight teams. We're getting 12. Okay. It's a little watered down, but so what? Some years it's going to be really fun. Some years a 12 will make a little noise. Some years it'll be really bad, but it will filter out the really bad teams early. And then we'll hopefully get some really good matchups in the semi and finals. Um, it's the conference realignment that is really just going to, I feel like, kill this sport. What makes college football so fun and so unique is the individuality that the Power Five conferences and just conferences in general presented, because that is ultimately the separator, is that you have all these fan bases all over the country that are tied to those schools because they either went to the school or they're part of the local community for the most part. And that create and that shows itself in the university and its sports programs, the flavors of that community. We see it all the time that the conferences play different styles of football. They offer something us something different in product. It's unique. It's fun. The cultures are vastly different from the ACC to the Big Ten to the ACC to the Big Twelve to the Pac twelve. Sure, there's some overlap there. But like that is really fun and that is really awesome. And I fear that with conference realignment, we are losing we are losing that. And I don't know what that's going to look like in the future. Like I assume that we are going to get to do two big conferences. It's going to become similar to the NFL and it's going to be like the NFC and a AFC. They're going to break up the conferences into smaller regional divisions. And it'll essentially be like having, you know, different conferences, but it won't be the same. And some of the littler schools I fear that used to be in these conferences, the Washington States, the Oregon States, you know, you, you lose a couple of them, no big deal. You start to lose a bunch of them, and that just sort of erodes at what is unique about college football. And that sucks. Like, I'm not going to be that guy that's like the bowl system. Losing the bowl system is losing the heart of college football. That was lost long ago. Like, we have been so overdue for the expansion of the college football playoff. 
like I said, it was inherently dumb from the start. Five Power Five conferences, and you had invites for only four to the party. Like, it should have been six at a minimum, eight at a maximum to start. All Power Five champs get in. One to three at-large bids get in. Boom. Done. See ya. That's it. And if we had it at eight right now, it'd be four at-large bids because we're moving to a Power Four. But maybe we don't even move to a Power Four if we have an expanded playoff. And these TV deals aren't outrageous because the SEC and Big Ten are just ballooning up. Like, it's just... I don't know. My mind's all over the place, um, but I did as I thought about it more. Think to myself, man, that Florida State-Michigan matchup is not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. It really isn't. That's not to say that I think Florida State's winning the national championship with tight Rodemaker, because I don't think so, but we've seen crazier things like we just have. Um, And we don't know what that offense would have looked like in week two of him being installed because he was concussed for the ACC championship game. And you're on your third string quarterback who got hurt in that game, but still played through it. Like it's just super unfortunate for Florida state, but enough of that. Let's put that to bed. Let's do a quick little uh, instant thoughts on the college football playoff and the matchups. we got first off, first things first, Texas, Washington. It's the matchup I'm the most excited for. This is an electric matchup, people. The line's at four and a half, over under 64 and a half. I think that over is going to be moving a lot. This game is going to be played on turf. These are two offenses that are designed to push these two defenses. When you look at that Washington offense, that wide receiver room, good luck guarding it, Texas. Like That is going to cause a lot of sleepless nights in the Texas football facility. Because if there's one weakness of this Texas defense, it is that secondary. Let's not get it twisted. That Texas front seven is elite. That's an SEC caliber front seven right there. Like The guys that Georgia normally has on the defense line are at Texas and Michigan this year. Mostly Texas. Like They get after it. They have great gap integrity. They do not get pushed around. They win the war in the trenches consistently. They can manufacture pressure at a natural rate. It is beautiful. The battle, that battle right there, though, between Washington's offensive line and Texas' defensive line is beautiful because that's a good offensive line for Washington, folks. Um, you got Michael Penix who can run around and make some plays. You got the three wide receiver trio that is just so good matched up against this secondary. DeBoer's going to have a month to scheme for this. Oh, man. And then you flip it, and you got Stark an elite play caller in college football, one of the best, who now has a month to try to dissect this Washington defense that has gotten better. It's better than public perception. I'm going to talk about that in more detail when we do the actual college football playoff betting show and I give out my bets and we go into it more in depth like you're used to. But it is a little bit better. Not great, but it's better. And it's gotten really good in the red zone. So it's going to be a lot of can you make sure that you do not let up big explosives. Xavier Worthy is going to be a huge injury report to watch out for. He is crucial to this offense in their passing game. They still got guys behind him, but that's a big miss if they don't have him. So that's going to be an awesome matchup. Like Texas's offense line has gotten better and better. I think like they're starting to get there. I think they're going to be really good next year when they enter the SEC on the offensive line. Um, we got a little preview of that in the Alabama game. I still think they're like a year behind. Like next year, I think the development gap, the the jump is going to be really, really big for this unit. Um, but yeah, and Quentin Ewer is showing that he can ball. Arch is planning on coming back next year, which is good news for Texas. Like this is an awesome matchup, folks. I am so, so excited for this. Then we go down to, to Bama, Michigan. 
you know, the line's already moved. It was at two and a half when it opened over under 64 and a half. I immediately teased these two teams and figured I'll figure out what to do with these numbers later. I grabbed a little Alabama at plus two and a half, grabbed a little Washington at plus four and a half, just off the rip. Nothing crazy. Just like grabbing a number. I'm going to figure out what to do with it later um, and make some maybe bigger bets. But just to get try to get the better of the numbers, because I think they're going to move a little bit. I think we wouldn't be shocked if we see Alabama eventually flip to the favorite. Um but you saw Michigan's reaction when they learned they're playing Alabama. That's a very natural reaction. I don't think it was so much like, oh, shit, we got to play Alabama. I think it was like, oh, shoot, we don't get to play FSU. Because I think they were psyched to play FSU. And that's another thing that was going to go into that matchup. Like, Michigan could have come into that game way overconfident. Um, and that could have been a real problem for them. They're not going to be overconfident in this one. They've got a, they got a war on their hands. Because... I thought the Alabama defense was down this year. Still a good unit. We're nitpicking good teams right now a little bit here. But in that Georgia game, they showed that when they are motivated and they play up to the talent, woof, can't run much on that team. Georgia learned that the hard way. Um, and that's Michigan's bread and butter. Like they have to get Blake Corm going to get the offense going. And you're down Zanker on the offensive line. And it's a problem like this is I just mispronounced his name terribly and now I'm blanking on it. Um, but the offense line is going to have, have their hands full here. Um, somebody in the wide receiver room has to step up. I do wonder if the strategy and we'll talk about a little bit more, won't be to attack the Alabama linebackers with a tight end group at Michigan. Um, because that is going to be crucial. Um, Zinter, there we go, um, is a, a crucial injury for them on that offensive line. And then Alabama offensively. Look, I I think we're giving Alabama a lot more credit than they deserve right now, especially offensively. Like, they've needed some real big kind of miracles and luck to bounce their way to even be in this spot. And you need a little of that to win a national championship or to get here. You need a little luck. Every champion does. Milrow is certainly developing. But you've got one of the best, I would say, top three defensive lines in the country in Michigan. Top three, front seven. Good secondary. There, there's a very obvious path here for them to stop this Alabama offense. We'll talk about it more in the preview show. I can't wait for it. Make sure to subscribe. I want to thank you all so much for your support this season. It's not over yet. We still got football. We got college football, but it means the world to me that you have supported this program. Thank you so much. I know our audience is a little small right now, but we're continuing to gain speed. It's going to pay off in the long run. Um, but thank you from the bottom of my heart this season, hanging in there with us. Ho hopefully we won you some money. We had a profitable season. It was a good season. If your friends aren't subscribed yet, get them tuned into the podcast. Only better things are coming down the road. Cannot wait for this. And as always, peace.